you found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to ask the question is, will Patrick Williams ever live up to his potential? We're also going to have one uh, free agent target each or targets overall from eliminated playoff teams that we'd like to see the Bulls go after this offseason. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, your team every day, sometimes even twice in a day, because apparently the stream just shut down on us. Pat was gone. Uh, I was gone on Pat's side. It is what it is, man. But we are a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Pat, let's try this one more time. We're running this back, brother. Running it let's back. Uh, Patrick Williams recently had an interview with Darnell Mabry, and, and he uh, was asked about if he's lived up to his potential. And he basically just said, no. Nah, and and went on to say that we've barely seen what he's capable of doing. Now, we've seen a little bit of it. We've seen slight flashes of it. But ultimately, you know, still only 21 years old. Yes, heading into his fourth uh, season overall. Um, wh- what do you, what do you, how do you feel about Pat living up to that potential? What do you even see that potential now being for Patrick Williams after two and a quarter seasons, basically? I mean, like I said, listen, I think at the end of the season, it- I already know, right? I was the one that said he's a bust. I, I still stand on what I said. Again, everybody can take how take it how they want it. It doesn't mean to give up on him. And I think you see why at the end of the season, right? Um, has he lived up to what the Bulls' expectations of him are? No. And he even he understands that, right? But here's the thing that you have to look at with Patrick Williams. I saw progression throughout the season. Patrick Williams finished the season as our best three point shooter Patrick Williams three-point shot continued to speed up the deadliness of that three-point shot started to make people close out which meant he could pump fake and drive to the bucket get that mid-range shot a lot more often like he wants to it actually uh uh turned into a very similar situation now not in the same magnitude right but how people started to defend Kevin Durant right where if KD's at the three-point line you got to run him off the three-point line because you know he's a sniper so then he gets to that mid-range does the pull-up I think when P will he wants to take it to the bucket a lot more we saw that in the second half of the season you just got to do that more consistent again I don't have a problem with what we saw from the Chicago Bulls in the second half of the season my problem is we only saw it from these these young players in the second half of the season Kobe White's best numbers second half of the season heck Zach Levine as well best numbers second half of the season a little injury plan into that P will best time on the court second half of the season I need a full season of it you can't give me half a seasons right like that's it's the same every Reinsdorf team is the same right the White Sox the the doggone Bulls it's all the same thing that you you're not giving me the entire time you're not giving me the entire season I think that's the one thing that people has to work on the consistency of what he was doing in the second half of the season and listen is he gonna live up to the number four pick overall I don't know probably not right like (laughs) number four number four picks overall usually tend to be right if if they are that guy they usually tend to be that guy pretty soon but I also can look at the slate of situations that was put in front of P. Will and see why he didn't become that guy right away I think that things need to change I think he needs more time with the ball in his hand I think a lot of things need to happen there but to me um I I think that 
there's an opportunity for him to still be a really, really solid piece on a good Chicago Bulls team. I think, right, like to me, I'm just looking for him. I always say Otto Porter, and of course, that hopefully he doesn't become that, but that's a joke. Um, but why can't P. Will be an Andrew Wiggins? I mean, that's a different type of athleticism that P. Will just doesn't have. But like, I've, I, like, I, man, you ever seen him jump for a rebound? I think P. Will just need to realize that P. Will got that, <laughs> that athleticism. They can jump. Whole he head a, be above the rim. He's he. But I mean, he's he's no. Nah, him and Wiggins aren't that different as far as height. They, but here's they what they're the same size. What I'll say is this: is that to me, I don't need like I know the Kawhi Leonard par- comparison started this uh, off his career. I never, never. I, I don't need him to be Kawhi Leonard. That's special. Yeah. I need him to be Lou Aldane. I think that uh, him to be a Luau Dang player that is a solid two-way player that can also get, go out and get you about 16 to 17 points per game, and he's already a better three-point shooter than what Luau ever was, that's a damn, That's a player that can fit on any roster. That's a player that may, you may not be building around him, but he's going to be a damn good important part of what you're building on your franchise. And I think that's where I see what I want to see P-Will P- at. Um, and we'll worry about that superstar potential later down the road. At this point, I just want him to be a damn good two-way player. Yeah. No, no, 100%. And I think the the biggest thing for him to work on is just having an impact on the court no matter what the opportunity is right now, right? If the scoring opportunity isn't there, I want to see a defensive impact on the court. If there is a scoring opportunity, all right, let's go with the offensive impact on the court. But having an impact on the court no matter what the circumstances give you, that's really what I want to see from P. Will in this next season. And listen, mm-hmm. he's going to have every opportunity afforded to him. Every opportunity. They're not moving on from P. Will. He's going to be here. He's going to be here, yeah. And and they're they they don't, they're not going to allow P Will to be the next Larry Marketing, meaning that they're not going to allow him to go to another team and flourish and be like, huh, that's what we could have had, um, yeah. because they drafted P Will, they didn't draft Larry. I even think they there's still probably a little bit of regret that you know, but that's not on them. Larry, the Larry thing that was done, the Jim Boylan of it all that ruined that. But uh, yeah, the, P Will's going to be here, and I know some Bulls fans, and he's the number four overall pick and all that. He didn't choose to be the number four overall pick. That's the decision yeah. the Bulls decided. What he can do is own his own development, and whatever that the, the max of that is, it's on him to reach that. But to yeah. live up to the number four overall pick, I, I at this point, I'm not worried about that. Just become a damn good player. That's what we need. No, 100%, man. And, and I think it's it's just a matter of the mentality. Listen, we watch P. Will up close, man. When, yeah. when you see P. Will, P. Will attacking the bucket, bro, like, you see what teams are excited. You see what... Uh, uh, um, AK is excited about. You see what Mark Eversley is excited about, right? Like you see the ability that this guy has to be able to attack the bucket and people just bounce off of him when he's on the way. I like the aggressiveness that he showed at the end of the mm-hmm. season. I, I think the, the biggest thing for me is just maintaining that mentality. Again, it goes back to consistency because I, and, and finding where you can attack more, right? Finding, I, I don't think, it's weird to me that at the end of the season, it just felt like P. Will had opportunities to take the ball if he wanted them. Yeah, for sure. That, and that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like all of a sudden, it's just like, where, where did these opportunities come from? Like, they, your teammates who have been telling you all year to take these shots just finally were like, now we're going to let you take these shots? Or was it you not taking these shots in the beginning or not getting these shots? Whatever it is, right? Like, you the consistency of attacking when opportunities are giving you, that's what the best players in the NBA can do. That's a fact. And that's really just what a And it don't to. have to be on freaking 27 shots. No. I'm not saying be Kevin Durant, but he's, he's scoring 30 with 15 because he's getting to the free throw line five yeah. times. 
Yeah. And that's another part of, of Patrick Williams' game as well is that if he can find a way to get to the free throw line, which we saw he doesn't attack the basket enough, that's another way that you can get easy points and extend your game. Like, it really just comes down to, to again, we can hear all day that he knows that we haven't seen this, the, this, the, we've only scratched the surface of his game, but we, we need to see it, bro. That's what it really boils down to. And one thing that I'm not upset about, but that Patrick Williams went away from through the season is that 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 push floater he had. We saw yeah. working on it in the five on fives. We saw it a little bit at the start of the season, and he stopped doing that with his with his size. He was missing push- that mug. That's why he stopped. Well, he was missing a lot of. And that was hitting the front of the rim like yeah. a mug. It's like, hey, bro, just a little but, left. Just a little but left. with his size, like a, a floater at that size, that could be yeah. dangerous. You just got to hit it. No, one hundred percent. I think here's the funny part, right? I think he has all the tools. I think it's just confidence. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, like, all of a sudden, P. Will could play basketball. I don't buy that. You just got to be confident in your game. You got to be confident that you can get by the guy standing in front of you. And I, I think it's also, right, you're trying to unlearn what he's learned his whole life, which mm. is going to be an uphill battle. P. Will's never had to be that guy. Yeah. On his high school team, remember his his uh, principal was telling him, be aggressive. Yeah, he on needs his to shoot college, more. it's literally they've been saying the same thing. But the problem is more. right. Then, but the problem is then he goes to his college team, and the mindset is everybody gets involved. You yeah. just you play your role. Yeah. So it fit what he wanted to do. Yeah. And the Bulls are asking him to have to do more. So he's he's got to. To me, if he ever gets to the point where he just says, "I'm actually better than you," I feel like he's too humble. Mm. I'm all for you being humble, right? Yeah. LeBron is humble. All until you sitting there and you chirping at him. And then LeBron have to remind you, hey, bro, I'm LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kobe wasn't humble. Kobe was going to tell you the second you got there that he was better than you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Kobe was, it's, Kobe was it's the best player to him coming in. To yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's confidence. And that is what we saw with Kobe and with Laurie. I know everybody brings up Laurie. Like, it's confidence. Confidence goes a, a long way in this game. And so... Hopefully, as P. Will discovers that confidence, man, um, he'll just continue to to ascend in the way that we need him to, in the way that this team absolutely needs him to. Because I tell you what, path to free agency is looking real bleak for the Chicago Bulls and adding free agents. But, you know, next up, we're going to get into one of Pat's targets that he hopes the Bulls go after in this offseason. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to, head to eBay Motors. With eBay uh, Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know what that part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. I always feel like a salesman when I got to say that in part. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> You are selling, man. You're selling our sponsors to the audience, my boy. There you go. There you go. All right, Pat. So uh, we said that we were looking around eliminated playoff teams and trying to identify a target from each one of those eliminated playoff teams. We're going to get to your target first. You want to go ahead and introduce it? Um, I I said this on a previous pod, and I still stand by it. There's no better target for you to go out and get this offseason than Russell Westbrook. 
He's already played in Billy Donovan's system. And I, I want y'all to look at Russ when he was on uh, uh, um, the the Clippers while Kawhi and PG were healthy. That's the Russ I want us to focus in on because I think that's the Russ that's the most impactful to what the Chicago Bulls are doing. Russ realizes, right, that he's not the best player on the court anymore. Now, he may not play like that when he's the only one on the court, right? Out here dropping 37 11 and 15 looking like the Russ we all knew and love or maybe maybe I just knew and loved. But here's the thing that I saw with him with uh, Kawhi and PG opportunities were created and he still has enough of a scoring ability out in L.A. Uh, to be able to be a threat. Now, I don't want to see him pulling threes. Right. But guess what? I watched Pat Beverly pull eight threes in a game. So. You know, if I gotta if I gotta pick my poison, it is what it is. To me, I look at Russell Westbrook as somebody that could come out is still going to give you effort on both ends of the court. You could get at a little bit, um, not a little bit, a much less premium this offseason because I think the teams that are going to be most in on him are going to be the Clippers trying to bring him back and the Bulls, who I do think will be in on him because of Billy Donovan's fit. We know Billy's not going anywhere, but I think the best part of that is right. Russ comes in already knowing what the expectation is and every single player that has played with Russell Westbrook has had their best career numbers. If we want Zach Levine to be Zach Levine, I think that this is the guy that can keep him being Zach Levine for the long term. And I think now, listen, I don't know what they're going to do with Lonzo. It has to be something. The only way you're going to get Russ is if you do something with Lonzo anyway. Uh, to me, if they do do one of the exceptions with Lonzo, I think that you might be able to convince Russ to come out here because I think that this would be his best chance to be in a city that, listen, right now, everybody's going to hate him mm -hmm. because Russ, right? But y'all know if he played here, y'all love him. Y'all love Pat Bev. Y'all hated Pat Bev before he got here. Don't act like you didn't. I know you did. I saw the tweets. I seen all that. Oh, my God, Patrick Beverly, how can we do it? I can't believe it. This man come out, give you some solid defensive effort. All of a sudden, Zach Levine is playing better. The Pat Bev effect is real. Stop playing with me, dog. Go get Russ. Go get The Russell Westbrook effect is real out here. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. I think, you know, I was, I was, High high on I, I wanted him to come off the bench because I didn't I didn't think he had what he had in this Lakers season, if I'm being yeah. honest with you. Uh but seeing what how, how I mean Clippers season. Uh <laughs> no, seeing, yeah. Seeing Nobody how, did. Seeing how he played with the Clippers specifically in the playoffs, it was like it it, it it opened my eyes to what he could be. Now, again, the, the relationship between Billy Donovan may be a point there. I'm not as high on Russ coming here as you are, but I will say this is that if they can finagle Russ. And they can get him to come here, convince him to come here. I think that that would have to come with him realizing the role that he's that he's coming here to play. Now, I do wonder this, and and maybe it doesn't matter uh, because he still needs to find a way to be aggressive. But if we bring in another ball dominant player like Russ, after what we just said about P. Will needing to be, look, do you worry that the long term? Because Russ is a short term answer e either way. Do you yep. worry about the long term implications that that may send P Pat Patrick Williams back into being? the passive let me just get mine when i can more so than the let me let me start developing that confidence type thing i don't because of what we saw with pg and Kawhi, right i saw uh um russell westbrook get terrence mann involved i saw russell westbrook get bones highland involved i saw russell westbrook get norman powell involved russ is still one of the best facilitators in the nba now listen you do got to live with the turnovers that's gonna come every now and then he gonna throw that ball off of somebody's face it, it's tough yeah i mean but like 
realistically, right, like I think that this is something that enhances P-Will's game because I think that when you look at Russ uh, in the totality of what he was when they were when the team was healthy and ready to go, Russ kind of accepted that backseat role. Russ wasn't sitting there trying to – he wasn't putting up 20-plus points a game. He was like 15, 7, and 6. You know what I mean? It, it was solid defense on the other end, coming out, giving you maximum effort. And here's the thing. The, the While you're right, Russ is not the long-term answer for this team at all. I mean, mm. what is Russ, 34? Y'all know I'll be getting ages wrong. I think you, Russ is you, 34 you, out you, here. You murder with ages. I'd be, I be, I be making mugs 30 years older than they are. You know what I mean? But... um. Yep, 34. Right, like you were on the money that time. You got it, I got right, it. brother. You got yeah, it. I, I, Russ is my guy. But uh, you know, like Russ is 34 years old. Is he the long-term answer? No. Could Russ be a facilitating answer to the age of 38? Maybe. Right? Like he he's like I said, he's one of the best passes in the game. He's got really high basketball IQ when it comes to seeing the court, being able to find guys open, being able to find guys in the right position. And I think he's kind of accepted that role when there's two other guys on the team that realistically are better than him. Yeah. And I think even coming to Chicago, right now where Russ is at in his career, Zach Levine's a better player. DeMar DeRozan probably a better player. And Russ does take on that love of trying to get other younger players involved. Yeah, I mean, hey, I guess ultimately, I like with the bull, the Bulls right now, are beggars. When it comes to anything in free agency, <laughs> so you got to get what you can get. Like our the free agency, out, yeah, our free agency outlook is not good right now. Like I, I, yeah. I've gone over before on Central. I don't. I did hear that's when the episode you were gone. But like, if the Bulls re-sign Vooch and Kobe White to if Vooch would be a I think I factored it into like a, a four-year, $54 million deal and something similar to Kobe, the Bulls would only have their mid-level exception to use. And yeah. even using that full mid-level exception will put them, leave them 700000 below the luxury tax. And we know we got a lot more roles to fit than that. So the yeah. Bulls have to get creative one way or another. Um, the career-ending injury exception does not seem likely, maybe the disabled player exception, but then yeah. again, that still counts everything against the books. So that... I, that would still send them into the luxury tax, but um, we'll see, man. We'll see. The Bulls got to get creative, though. And I want to see that pick and roll if uh, Andre Drummond opts back in. Yeah, I mean, I want to see that pick and roll. Ooh, a, a pick bit. and roll between Russ and, and Dre? That would That'd be, be nasty. nasty. That would, that hey, would and, be Ru nasty. and Russ would be the only person that would be like, stop doing that goddamn Euro stuff. <laughs> you ain't a guard. You know what, though, too? Russ would actually, he would yell at Patrick Williams to shoot the ball. You remember that that time that, that Russ yelled at, was it Tabo? What, who was it? No, it was uh, who was the dude that they had on their team that ended up not being a, the shooting guard, stocky dude, Andre Roberson. Yeah, he yelled at Roberson to shoot the. He said, "Shoot the damn ball!" I remember that. He would definitely yell yeah. at Patrick Williams. Hey, like hey Roberson couldn't shoot either, though. So hey, that was, yeah. a, you know, what I mean. Russ like, if you yelled at Roberson who couldn't shoot to shoot, imagine what you <laughs> yell at a forty percent shooter in Patrick Williams from three point. Hey, that's that's like when uh, that's like Zach this season when he passed Pat the ball wide open and Pat drove. He's like, "Oh my God, Pat!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that. I gotta find that. That was such a great one. I gotta put that on the dig, bro. I gotta yeah, put that, that was, on the soundboard. That was wild. That was wild. Oh, man. Hey, man, we, before we get into this final topic, man, we got to tell y'all about another one of our sponsors that's rocking with us heavy out here. Shout out to Ibota for tuning in to the show, man. Here's the thing about Ibota. Groceries, school shopping, uh, just getting yourself a little something. You already, you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it? 
You can do that with Ibotta. Watching your closet grow after purchasing all of the season's latest trends. How about also watching your cash go back into your pocket with each purchase with Ibotta? We're always throwing money at something. Kids, school supplies, new house project. I got a fence I got to do. I guess best believe I'm using Ibotta to get a little bit of money back on that. The list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from uh, produce to personal care, pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipts after you shop to get your cash back. It is that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. I don't know what my shopping there, but it costs $120 a shop down there, bro. Something like that. No, we're not going to trash the ad read. Here we go. Uh, right now, Ibotta's offering our listeners a $5 just to try Ibotta using the code LOCKED. When you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. All right, y'all. So we're going to get into now. $20. It's, uh... <laughs> We're going to get into my target. I like to see the Bulls go after, man. And this one may be a more long-term play. Uh, we don't know exactly what the Atlanta Hawks are going to do. But DeJounte Murray, bro, for, for a few different reasons. A, yeah. the Atlanta Hawks did give up three first-round picks for him, so maybe they're going to be a little bit more reluctant uh, to, to move off of him. But there also could be something to say that he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the next season. And that combination of that backcourt did not work out the way that I thought. Now, it didn't, it wasn't as bad as some people thought it may have been either, but it didn't quite work out the way that they thought. So when you look at the Atlanta Hawks, DeJounte Murray, um, the reason why I say is that not only the relationship with Zach Levine, but I do not expect Lonzo Ball to be back in the Bulls jersey. I may, I may not even expect him to play basketball again. And I think DeJounte is the next up to be a perfect fit next to Zach Levine. He's younger, fits that timeline a little bit better. Um, is he the versatile defender Lonzo is? He's not going to be guarding fours like Lonzo was for us at times, but he's he's damn good wing defender. I think he can guard the one through the three in a lot of scenarios. <laughs> That's what you think. Billy Donovan's our coach. Oh, <laughs> this is this is very true. He's got very, centers, bro. What are you talking about? DeJounte Murray's going to be guarding Giannis out here. No problem. Jokic. Hey, start eating those sandwiches, brother, because Billy Donovan to have you working. Sandwiches, Um, but I also like like the offensive upside uh, that Jante Murray has, and I I, I like I think that would be a great combination. Now, again, I said this may be a lot more long term play. It may not be to the free agency of twenty four that we can get him. May have to wait till then. But what do you think about Jante Murray being in play for the Bulls, Pat? I like Jante. Here is what I'll say. I think that it is in play because you clearly, right? Like, listen, they get to the playoffs with DeJounte and with, um, and with Trey Young, right? Mm-hmm. But realistically, every single time we've seen one of them be out and the other one in, it looks so much better. Yeah. Now, they're probably not going to move on from this right now heading into next season because they just got Quinn Snyder in there. They probably want to see how he's going to be able to affect it. But there's no way you can't say it don't look better. But they finna lose. Yeah. Or did they did they wait, hold on. They lost. They out. They, they lost. They out. They out. Right. Yeah, they lost the draft last night, man. I, I haven't even gotten a chance to watch the playoff games from last night. Like they they, they they're out for a reason. Yeah. The game that they won, DeJounte suspended. 
I didn't even think about that. That's a good the point. game that they won. Dejounte Murray was suspended. It was just Trey. They don't fit together now. Are they going to run this thing back? Probably, right? But I could see a move possibly being made midseason if you know that he's probably going to walk away at the end of this because I don't think you're going to see good basketball out of this Atlanta Hawks team. We really haven't seen good basketball when they're both on the floor together. We see basketball being played, and sometimes they win, sometimes they lose because it's very your turn, my turn. Yeah, I mean... And there's, there, I mean, could Quinn Snyder make that work? He's made small backcourts work before. So, I mean, maybe there's. there's Has he though? Has he though? I mean, realistically, <laughs> realistically, Donovan Mitchell went to Cleveland to be Utah. Yeah. That is. Has he though? I mean, I will hey, say Donovan Mitchell improved his efficiency a lot this season. Yeah, I give him for credit sure. He for became that. a way more efficient player. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I I I don't know, bro. Like I, I hope so. I mean, I, but you, you make you make a great point. Like they they very well may be motivated to run it back and just let it come to its conclusion. At least maybe to the trade deadline. Now, if yeah. they're doing the same thing, maybe they they look to move Dejounte at the trade deadline so they can get something back rather than lose him in free agency for nothing. But I just I see doom and gloom uh, for that combination. And unless Quinn Snyder gets to that drawing board and gets to cooking and comes up with something that we don't expect. But um, I look at Trey Young, and I just think Trey Young is just a player that I don't think he can work with it like another guard. I think he he, he needs to work with a catch and shooter in that backcourt with. Him. You you sent him to Sacramento. Who sent him to Sacramento? <laughs> Atlanta. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like legit, like you you had that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you sent him saying. to Sacramento. Yeah. And technically, realistically, though, Bogey is also that guy. I think yeah. Bogey is a better fit. You just can't rely on Bogey to be healthy right now. This is true. I mean, so, hey, we'll see. We'll see, man. Hey, hope, hopefully, they're able to get uh, get the right uh, the right combination out there. I, I I like Dejounte to the Bulls. I think I will say this. I don't know if I like Dejounte attitude on the Bulls. I'm normally not the attitude guy, but Dejounte bring a lot of smoke that he be on the losing end of. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. like. Dejounte talk a lot of trash, and I've yet to see him, like, come out on the winning side of it. Like, he talked trash to Paolo, and then Paolo, like, dropped 50 on his head, didn't he? It was like... Yeah, something like that. Wasn't that, wasn't that the matchup this season or something like that? Like, not granted, he's not guarding Paolo, but, like, come on, bro. Like, I don't know. I'm not a person. I, I'm not a... Usually, I'm a talent over, like, mentality, or uh, I'm not, not mentality, a talent over, like, if you doing all this talking, blah blah blah, but he yeah. he lose a lot. He does lose a lot. I mean, he, but he hasn't had the best teams around him in his career. Do you think that Dejounte brings the leadership that we need on this team too? Because that is something that we, as much as we talk about talent, Russ does bring leadership. Do you think Dejounte yeah, no. would? No. <laughs> and it's more not political, even, bro. It's it's not, a, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I mean, listen, bro. Was he was he a leader on the Hawks? I mean, no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a team full of a lot of unleadable players though like i look at trey i look at collins i look at a lot of those guys and i'm like hey man some of y'all are talented but there's a lot of attitudes on that team that i just would not want like that's enough that's another story and aspect for it. we ain't got time to talk about today but that Atlanta, they did not think about chemistry or personality at all when they did that <laughs> oh team together, bro they bro. put that team together like 2k bro, <laughs> like, bro like, they didn't think about here 
He a 92. He a 93. They, hey, we got it, man. Hey, y'all talk, they, we talk about the lead, the lack of leadership between well, that like Zach and DeMar has and Patrick Williams. They got a lot of people that are mixed between Zach and Patrick Williams on their team. No leadership at all, bro. I think the problem is the modern NBA. What happened, bro? What the heck just happened? I don't know. Uh, I think the problem is the we finna get out of here right after yeah, this before this thing break. I think the problem right now is, is is the modern NBA, right? Like legit, when you look at Damian Lillard, brought this up. Are there vets in the league? Like real vets? Like Stephen Adams is a vet. Stephen Adams is twenty nine. Same with Drummond. We look at Drummond like he's this old man. <laughs> Andre Drummond's 29 years old. There's no vets in the league. There's no old heads in the league. UD just retired. There's no UDs around the NBA. So these mugs don't know what leadership is. They they're really looking to their coach for leadership. That's a great point. And the guys that are older, that are like legit older, we don't think they're good leaders. <laughs> That's good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, I don't know, man. Hey, uh, DeJounte Murray wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, somebody else got to be the leader, though. Follow us on everything at uh, Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. So much content coming y'all way, man. So stay tuned with us. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And we will have a special episode going up. It's going to be mainly a mailbag episode. So make sure you guys get those voicemails in. The number to do so, 720-354-1667. We actually already have three in there. So shout out to you guys Bang. for tuning into that because we have not been promoting the voicemail much at all since we took over this show. We're going to get better on that, I promise. So make sure you guys tune into that. But uh, that's it, man. Thank you so much for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every day, even through the preseason where we will continue to drop that fire content for you guys day in and day out before pat the designer i'm hayes this is locked on bulls peace y'all